Sports Talk Saturday on WGR Sports Radio 550. This is a good noon jam here. Top of the hour. We're here. Brayton Wilson filling in for the instigators this Saturday here, or the instigators. What am I talking about? I was on with the uh, filling in for the instigators yesterday. Listen, the, the schedule's been wild. Yeah, it has been wild, and it's going to get more wild because uh, I'm filling in today for Nate Geary on Sports Talk Saturday, and we're off Monday for Fourth of July. I'm in a bunch tomorrow. next week filling <laughs> yes, in for Joe are. in the afternoon. Yes, you are. So yeah, if it's all hands on deck, we're really like throwing everybody we got who can throw a pitch into the. It's the bullpen kind of day on the starting. Yeah, room. exactly. Lots of lots of getting called in from the bullpen. I got called in for the bullpen today to fill in for Nate because Nate's out of town. He's enjoying himself for the Fourth of July weekend, and I'm here. Hope everybody does enjoy their 4th of July tomorrow. Again, we are off Monday to observe the 4th of July holiday. We'll all be back on Tuesday. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in today. And this this segment's going to be a little bit of fun just because, uh, you know, let's go a little crazy since, you know, the head coaching search is over now. Now it's time to focus on a bunch of other different things, the expansion draft, the draft, free agency, and also the potential of a Jack Eichel trade. So... On Twitter, at BJ Wilson WGR this morning, I tweeted out, let's have some fun today. Do you got any Jack Eichel mock trades that you want to pass along? They can be legitimate, crazy, fun, whatever you want to have, you can send them my way, whether it's through Twitter, through text, or through the phone lines. You can call in with your, your crazy mock trade idea for Jack Eichel if you if you choose to do so. And again, please keep it appropriate because I know that there are probably some people that will uh, go a little extreme with these ideas. But, Corey, you want to kick up the music here? Let's get this start. Let's get this show started here. All right. Crazy mock trade ideas for the Buffalo Sabres. And, uh, Corey, remember the computer talk that we had right off the start of the 11 o'clock? Oh, here, here we go. It's doing it again. Yeah, we love it. Here we go. Okay. My computer is now deciding to somewhat uh, calm down. So plenty of people already texting in, tweeting in their Jack Eichel trade ideas. Tweeted it out about 10.15 this morning, the uh, initial tweet. Some good responses already so far. We'll start off with the good old Howard Simon chiming into the discussion. I think McDavid and Dreisaitl for Eichel is very fair, but just to show how nice I am, they can have Ristolainen as well. Be, that would be really nice, trading, uh, getting two really good players, and you trade one good player and then a player that um, has has been um, the the talk of a lot of negativity and a lot of uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Uh, Ristolainen just you know sometimes he makes me want to rip my hair out, other times it's just like, hey, why don't you play more like that? Just... Do they have anybody who's busted? Because Eichel is like his next shot. Do they have anybody who's busted? The Oilers? Yeah, I like, first of all, do you know anybody who's had three, like, messed up, herniated neck who's ever been 100% ever again? Not in my entire know. life have I ever met somebody who screwed know. up their spine. And that's what makes everything so difficult with a Jack Eichel trade. Because who knows how pe- how he's going to react to any sort of treatment right. that he gets. Does he get the surgery and recover 100%? It's probably not 100%, but does he even recover enough to play at the same level that he did before the injury? It's not like a Nintendo cartridge. You don't rip, pull out his disc, blow it, and put it back in. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... um, Man, it, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to kind of gauge how that's going to go. 
Uh, Garrett tweets in, Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhart, and Rasmus Ristolainen for the Toronto Blue Jays. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, I don't mind a baseball team. Would they trade? Would Toronto trade the Blue Jays if it got them a Stanley Cup? Uh, because if yeah. you can convince them, it's like, no, oh, yeah. this is how you get the Stanley Cup. But would they do it just to win a playoff Jays. series at this point? They haven't won a playoff series since 2004, and they they've blown it badly the past four years. Right? Why why over negotiate? We'll start there. We'll right. get you to the second round, and we get the Blue Jays. All right, uh, Joe Joe Marino from uh, the Charging Buffalo, good good friend of the show, Joe. He uh, he tweeted in this interesting trade idea. It's a three way trade, Corey. No, it's too complicated. No part. Don't want it. Yeah, here here's here's what he sent. So Buffalo in this three way trade with. The Vegas Golden Knights and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Joe tweets in, the Sabres get Peyton Krebs, a first-round pick from 2019. Patrick Brisson, a I believe it was a second-round pick, maybe a first-round pick. Uh, Alex Tuck, Syracuse native. A first-rounder in 2022, a first-rounder in 2023, from both from Vegas. A second from 2023 from Pittsburgh. Marcus Pedersen from the Penguins and Casey DeSmith, goaltender from the Penguins. Vegas gets Jack Eichel, Jacob Bryson, Matei Picard, Maxime. Uh, this is a lot I, of I pieces. Right, it's it is a lot of pieces. The one piece, um, Laguerre. I, I'm uh, sorry, Joe. I'm not too familiar with Laguerre. I'm guessing that's a uh, guessing that's a Pittsburgh. And a 2022 war. second rounder from Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh gets. Marc-Andre Fleury, 50% retained by Buffalo. Sure. And Rasmus Ristolainen, 50% by, uh, I, I think, the Sabres as well. Sabres are not going to retain money. That's not why they're that's, doing That's you, not the goal. They do not want to retain money, buddy. Have you seen the yeah. news recently? Joe, I, I really appreciate the work that you put in to, to make this a very interesting trade. It is, it is an interesting trade because I think there are some good pieces coming back to Buffalo in particular, Krebs, Brisson, and Alex Tuck. When the Sabres traded uh, Stahl and Hall, they did not retain salary, did they? No. See? That's what uh, they could- Actually, uh, no. They retained salary with... Um, did they retain salary with Hall? Taylor Hall. I think they did. But that was because it was expiring after the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I think they helped retain some salary for Taylor Hall. I, I think that's I think that's how it worked. Maybe not. I don't remember. All right, moving on. Another trade idea from Mark. He tweets in, Eichel to Los Angeles for Samuel Fagamo, Rasmus Kupari, Gabe Velarde, Brock Faber, and Akil Thomas. That's a lot of good assets that the Sabres get. It's probably not the uh, the assets that, that the Sabres would probably want in the first place. I mean, Kupari, Velarde, those are good assets. Brock Faber's another good asset. I mean, all of them are. But to me, with the main pieces coming back in a Kings trade, it either has to be Alex Turcotte or Gabe Velarde for me. They're not Gabe Velarde. Ale- um, um, Quentin Byfield. Those two, at least one of them has to be in it. I See, I don't have as much knowledge of these individual parts. Right. But well, I, that's okay. The I'm going off of the benchmark that the, it, it appears the Sabres themselves have set, which is they want the equivalent of what would be considered four first-round draft picks. And if that's like where they're going with that, you know, the the implication is they don't need guys coming back who are going to play right away. They're not looking to replace parts on the roster. They're looking to replace depth in the organization for later. And also the implication is save a ton of salary. 
Because if you're not getting that guy back who's going to play right away, that's not money that's going to the salary cap. Right. Texter writes in, uh, no name on the text. Feel free to sign your text just so we know where this text is coming from. To Los Angeles, Jack Eichel and a lifetime supply of chicken wings. To Buffalo, Quentin Byfield, Rasmus Kupari, the eighth overall pick in one night with Jennifer Lawrence for me. That doesn't sound too bad. Good for you if you were to get Jennifer Lawrence to go out on the night out in town with you. Very good. I mean, listen. I don't think you gotta it happens. Get, I mean, you got to get in line behind um, so many of, people, a, a, lar- a lot of people, probably. But no, I don't think you can trade Jack Eichel for dates. That's not how this works. <laughs> that's not. I don't think that's in the CBA, honestly. Uh, Josh tweets in to Columbus: Jack Eichel, Rasmus Ristolainen to Buffalo, Seth Jones, the fifth overall pick. Uh, they're uh, they're one prospect, Kirill Marchenko. And their other prospect, their top pick from last year, I believe it's Daniil Chinikov. Sure. Then it, then it goes to another extent here. Josh isn't done. Then he trades Seth Jones to the Los Angeles Kings for Alex Turcotte in the number eight overall pick. We're getting somewhere now. See, for these draft picks, like if you're not getting me into like the top tier of the draft, like if you're not getting me past 10, I don't care. Because it's not getting me really much anything at that point. Because that's what everybody always says, is that you have to do the thing where you are right at the top of the draft. Otherwise, it's whatever, and nobody's really sure. And they say that every year about the draft. Yeah. Every year. Uh, Josh isn't done. He still has more of these uh, interesting offseason ideas. He's also trading Sam Reinhart and the 32nd overall pick, first pick in the second round, which is actually the 31st overall pick because uh, Arizona loses their pick in the first round due to um, things they shouldn't be doing to uh, to try and get a look at NHL draft prospects when they uh, are not at a combine. Uh, so it would be the it would be Reinhart and the 31st overall pick to Calgary. For Matthew Kachuk and Connor Zary, there's no way that's happening. You're not trading your their top prospect and one of their top players for Sam Reinhart and a second-round pick. Mind you, the second-round pick is almost the equivalent as a first-rounder. It's just not happening. Because if you're trying to move Reinhart, they got to sign him. Yeah. So, like, you're, you're ideally— I mean, it would free up some money because Kachuk would be coming off their books and yada yada, but I, I just don't see that happening. And then, Josh, one more thing. He also adds Sabres draft power at number one. Eklund at number five, and Jesper Wallstadt, goaltending prospect from Sweden at number eight. Boom! He finishes it off with. Oh, sure. It's a very elaborate offseason plan, Josh. I'm not sure if that's necessarily going to happen. Uh, let's see. Uh, Junior, he he texts in, or tweets in, keep Jack and Sam, trade for a goalie, and get some damn Canadian grit. Oh, God. No. What? What qualifies as damn Canadian I'm, grit? The less, Is that a Tom Wilson type of player? Oh, listen, I got enough Canadian meatheads on my team. I don't need more. <laughs> just, uh, just people who like have an, the same number of brain cells as major cities in the Prairie Provinces. Just like absolutely not. My team is dumb as it is. I need people with brains. I've had I'm I've had enough watching my hockey team be the stupid one. <laughs> and you want to go out to like the hinterlands of Canada hey. and just get any guy who falls, you know, out of, off the back of a rock and to play defenseman for you. Knock it off, everybody. Grow up. Don't don't you dare make fun of the hinterlands. I come from the hinterlands. Just get somebody who can multiply. Like I don't care. Just I'm done 
watching my stupid hockey team. My hockey team is stupid. <laughs> it's very stupid. They don't know where to go. They don't know where to pass. They don't know what to do. I'm done watching them. So stop calling me and saying, we need guys who will hit. No, I don't need guys with scrambled eggs for brains. I need someone who knows where the puck is and can get there before the other guy does. And that requires a few functioning brain cells. Ooh. Corey ah. with a little bit of a, uh, yeah. a rant here. I'm mad. I'm mad about... This is supposed to be fun, Corey. You're not supposed to get mad. This is all for fun. You're the one who wanted to talk about hockey today. I, I, listen, that's what's going on right now. Football's football. I mean, I'm more than willing to talk some football, but like, football's in like the the dormant stage right now. Every I'm mostly mad at people because they every time we go through this, somebody's always like, they just gotta hit harder. It's like, do you, <laughs> man, I really don't hope you vote. Like, because you, you obviously don't don't think critically about anything. Like, you just nothing. Like somebody like if your if your tax bill goes up, do you just say, "Well, man, I just wish my taxes hit harder"? Like, what is wrong with you? No, that's not how sports are played. Stop it. Just stop talking altogether. Just don't talk to anybody. Trade on the text line again. If you are texting in, feel free to uh, to sign your text so we know who's texting in. Colorado gets Jack Eichel, okay, in exchange for Alex Newhook, prospect who. Played a little bit this year for Colorado. Bowen Byram, their top defensive prospect, a good defensive prospect. Nazem Kadri, which just sounds nah. really weird to have Nazem Kadri be in a Sabres uniform. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and Nazem a 2021 Kadri. first round pick. Um, I don't even know if Colorado has their first round pick. I should double check that, but it's a good question. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head if they do. They um, might. So you're looking to. Get as much as you can to fill out Rochester and the Sabres immediately on your pipeline by trading Eichel. Reinhardt, you're moving simply because he doesn't want to talk to you anymore. Colorado does have their first round pick, 27th overall. Um, but like again, Reichel is hamstrung by having this contract up for bit up, and they, you don't know where the team is going with him. I wonder if Reinhardt stays and moves at the deadline. Simply because of that. Yeah, and you sign him to a one-year deal. You you get him here, and then you just try and move him off for the most you can. And and that's probably going to be a first-round pick. Right. As long as he doesn't, of course, fall completely off the face of the earth next year, Unless which I doubt he would. Can te- if you're going to trade Reinhardt, can you allow teams to negotiate a contract with him while they're proce- while you're processing a deal? Is that allowed? For, like, I don't a, think so. Because like, it's not a, tr- I mean, a trade I mean, sign. another team... Grants permission. Well, the team might be, the team the Sabers might be able to sign Reinhardt to an extension and then trade him as like a sign and trade sort of thing. Yeah, but Which, I'm not I mean, sure does that if ever happen? Other the- teams' representatives can talk to Reinhardt's representatives or anything like that. That might be tampering. Like, does that ever happen in hockey? A sign and trade? I mean, I think it's happened before, but it's just it's rare. Yeah, it's rare I that mean, it happens. Just, I mean, this that's the thing that kind of happens in the NBA more yeah. often than not. Uh, let's see, Aaron. He tweets in. Three different trade ideas. So another another longer trade idea here for the Sabres. Starting with the Flyers acquiring Rasmus Ristolainen for Nolan Patrick. Don't think that necessarily happens. I get it. Nolan Patrick hasn't lived up to his second overall pick in 2017 status. However, he is a former second overall pick. And then the Flyers, I mean, depending on how much they value Rasmus Ristolainen, which I don't think would be very much. You're not trading away, you know, and, and you're not getting a Nolan Patrick for Rasmus Ristolainen. That's just me. Here's a trade that has been talked about, which may make some sense. Sam Reinhardt to the Blue Jackets for Elvis Merzlikens, the goaltender, their second goaltender between him and Jonas Corposalo, and the fifth overall pick. Can we get a goal? To, can we get a goalie here? 
a good one out of this? Maybe. I mean, who's got a good goalie that would be that would be available in a trade? I mean, for... Mears Lickens is not a bad goaltender. It's just I already got a goaltender who ain't bad. He's I need like a good he was one. like the one B option in Columbus. He's still good. It's just I don't know if he was ever seen as like the true number one there. I I need a dude. I need a dude in net. I'm, ta- I'm We're done doing this. I'll give Elvis Merzlikens. He's got one more year left on his contract before he's an unrestricted free agent. I would acquire him, and I'd give him that shot in net and whatever, and then you get a, a backup. That's fine. You, 60 games, you're the guy. We're right, you're going. Yeah. Get me, if you, especially, get me a 920 save percentage. Especially if you can't re-sign Linus Allmark. If he hits the market and goes and signs somewhere, I think that's your best option right there. That, see the big tall guy wearing 55? He's going to screw up, and the Sabres love <laughs> to play him. Can you stop the puck when he screws up? Yes? Good. You got the job. <laughs> Hey, he might not be here next year either. And then the final trade he has, Jack Eichel to Anaheim along with Victor Olofsson. Get him out of here. For Trevor Zegras, the third overall pick, Adam Henrique, a second-round pick, and a second-tier prospect. Um. Okay. Third, third overall pick this year? Third overall pick this year. And Zegras. I mean, that to me, it's either if you're trading with Anaheim, you're getting the third overall pick and – Either Trevor Zegers or Jamie Drowsdale, your top two prospects. And then you add from there. You know, Aaron's trying to do his best to uh, to make it uh, a little more interesting. Pete tweets in, Jack Eichel for Mike Weber, Tyler Ennis, and a third-round pick. Pulling the, the good old Mike Weber, Tyler Ennis, and a third-rounder out of the bag. And Pete says, it's never not funny. It is never not funny. Uh, let's go to Kyle, or uh, not Kyle. Uh, we go to Ari here who tweets in Eichel for McDavid one for one. This isn't 2016. This isn't the uh, crazy 30 minutes of, of hockey trades and signings that we had back then when it was Weber for Subban and then Hall for Larson and then the Steven Stamkos re-signing. Uh, it's not one for one if you're talking Eichel for McDavid. It's just not happening. Uh, this might be the same tweeter and texter kind of coming in. Tony from Niagara Falls, maybe, because literally it is exactly the same trade. It is, or Actually, no, they just leave out, so it's different. Tony in Niagara Falls, he tweets in, uh, Eichel for Kachuk, Monahan, and their 2020 first rounder. That's It's just not happening. You're not trading. Uh, you're not trading Eichel for Kachuk, Monahan, and a first rounder. And the other text was Eichel to... Calgary for Matthew Kachuk and their first. I just don't think it's happening. No, no thank you. We do have a phone call. Uh, Jerry calls in with uh, potentially a mock trade idea. Jerry, you're on WGR. Go right ahead. Um, I would like to talk about the goalie in a second. Okay. My, my mock trade is I'd like to send him, Michael, to the Kings and get back their number one this year and Aaron Donald. Oh, you're, you're trading and acquiring Aaron Donald for the Bills. Okay. That's... that's yeah, that. <laughs> That's an interesting one. It's a (laughs) win-win. All Um, right. And, Jerry, what's your comment about the goalie? Honestly, I think there's so much irony, and it it makes me so angry that during the tank, we were trading away goalies because they were winning games for us, and since then we haven't had a goalie steal a game ever. There are 20 goalies in this league that will not allow a team to have an 18-game losing streak because they steal games. Yeah. We haven't had a goalie steal a game in six years years address that please all right jerry thanks for the call appreciate it yeah i mean the the mock trade idea for their first rounder and also aaron donald that would help the bills out a lot i don't know how much it would help the sabers but it would help the bills at least uh, i mean really, can donald skate lace him up I mean, 
J.J. Watt could. He could have played for the Sabres if he had signed with the Bills. Listen, two-sport athlete, why not? Yeah. Uh, let's see. We'll get in one more quick trade mock trade. We'll get more of your mock trades after we speak with Elliot Friedman coming up here in about five minutes. Andrew tweets in Eichel to the Ducks for the 2020 first rounder, 2021 first rounder, which is the third overall pick, Trevor Zegers and Hampus Lindholm. Yeah, it has to be the third overall pick in Zegers and, or, or uh, Jamie Drysdale in order for a trade, for me at least, to happen with the Ducks. And then, of course, you add from there. And Hampus Lindholm, sure, he's a decent defenseman. Uh, it would help them with their cap situation to acquire Jack Eichel. Fine. That's fine with me. All right, we'll step aside. We'll take a break. We'll get more of your mock trades coming up in a little bit. But first, we'll talk with Elliot Freeman from Sportsnet. He joins us from Montreal as he was at the Stanley Cup Final Game 3 last night. We'll get his thoughts on the final. What's next for the Sabres and potentially how things are looking ahead of the expansion draft, which is just about uh, two weeks away, three weeks away. So we'll get some thoughts there and more from Elliot Freeman. Coming up next, Brayton Wilson filling in for Nate Geary on Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Welcome back into Sports Talk Saturday here, WGR Sports Radio 550. Brayton Wilson filling in for Nate Geary this weekend. He is away out of town, so I'm here filling in, talking some hockey with you here as the Sabres offseason continues and a busy offseason it is likely going to be. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a little bit next year with our next guest. He is Sportsnet Hockey Insider Elliot Freeman. You hear him every week on the Instigators, and this week he's kind enough to join me here on Sports Talk Saturday. Elliot, again, thank you for taking the time this afternoon to join me here and welcome into the show. My pleasure, Brayden. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. It's a Saturday. It's 4th of July weekend. Happy belated uh, Canada Day to you as well up north there. Thanks very much and right back at you. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, you're in Montreal. You took in the uh, the Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final last night. Mind you, Montreal, fit, Montreal now faces a 3 nothing deficit, but what was it like for you just being able to be back in a building again for the first time in months since the COVID-19 pandemic? It was awesome. It really was. You know, you it's like the old line, you realize how much you love something when you miss it or you're away from it. And uh I, I certainly did. It was it was a real energetic feeling going into the building last night and even though Tampa, you know, kind of uh kicked the crap out of that mood with two goals in the first three and a half minutes, it was awesome to see the introductions. It was awesome to be a part of it and uh even though it might be the last game of the season, I'm looking forward to going on Monday night. Yeah, and I was going to ask that next with Montreal. Just, is there any possible way they can pull off the impossible down 3 nothing? I know all the odds are against them, but do they have anything left in the tank, or do you feel that they're done? Is this going to be over You know, either Monday night or Wednesday night? How do you feel this is going to play out for the rest of the series? Well, you, you've seen Dumb and Dumber, right? Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance, <laughs> right? Million. You know, I mean, you always you always keep the door ajar in case something happens. But Tampa's a machine, man. They they are so good, and they'll play you any way you want to play, and they determine you know what you're good at, and they take it away from you. They they are uh, they are so so good, so so talented, and so so machine like. It's an enormous challenge, and I know I'm not exactly a genius to say that. <laughs> right. Uh, so when you're looking at Tampa Bay, I mean, they've had 
a number of impressive performances throughout these playoffs, but really, who's who's likely to come away as the Con Smythe winner? You could look at Kucherov, who's leading the team in scoring, who leads the NHL in playoff scoring. Braden Point, who scored 14 goals and had that incredible goal-scoring streak. Then you have Andre Vasilevsky, who, you know, maybe despite yesterday giving up three goals that maybe he'd like back, he still put up one of the more impressive goaltending performances of the of the playoffs, maybe in the last 10, 12 years. So who in your mind is coming out of this as the MVP of the playoffs? Well, I think that, first of all, you know, I was thinking about win or lose, could it be Price for Montreal? But I, I just think, unfortunately for him, the way the final's gone, I don't think Price can win it, barring you know the momentous comeback of all comebacks. I, I I really feel it's one of three lightning players. It's it's Vasilevsky, it's Kucherov, or it's Point. Um, you know we have to submit the ballot uh, with 10 minutes left in the third period of the game on Monday, regardless of uh, how things stand. Um, I'm going to spend the next 48 hours thinking about it. <laughs> My lean is Kucherov, but I can be talked out of it. You know that's for sure. Um, I just have to think about what I want to do, but I think it's one of those three guys. Very good. Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet joining us here on the West Her Hotline. He's in Montreal taking in Game 3 and 4 of the Stanley Cup Final. Game 4 comes your way Monday night at the Bell Center. You can hear that live on WGR with coverage beginning at 7.30, face-off at 8 o'clock. So earlier this week, Elliot, obviously you've been connected with the Sabres. You've been dialed in on what's going on this offseason. They officially made Don Granato the head coach of the Sabres on Tuesday. They introduced him on Thursday. Uh, did you feel that Don Granato was the clear-cut number one choice from the start, or you know how close were they to taking somebody else as head coach? You know, I, I don't know if I would say clear-cut, but I always felt he was the favorite. You know, I, I really believed that somebody was going to have to come in and kind of knock their socks off to you know to to beat Granato. I think the other thing too was the Sabers had a budget for this hire, and I'm always you know Brayden, I'm always really careful with this because. I don't like how sometimes that gets weaponized against people. Like, oh, well, they're the cheap person that they're hiring. No, that's that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that there are times that you spend, you know, $2 million on a coach, and there are times that you don't. And I think the Sabres were at one of those places where they were saying to themselves, this is not the time for that. And so while I think there were obviously some conversations with people like, you know, Rick Tockett, I don't think they were ready to go into the, the budget area where Rick Tockett was going to be. So I think it was a combination of two things. Who was the right fit? And they already knew that Granada was a really good fit. And, and also, B, you know, what they were looking at in terms of spending on a coach at this time. And I think a guy like Granada was much more close to that spot than a guy like Tockett would be. So I, I'm not surprised it worked out that this way. Um, you know, I, I don't know... Know, who they else they seriously seriously considered i know they talked to a few people but i i really believe that the process was going that it, the most likely option was that granado was going to be the guy elliot freeman from sportsnet joining us here on the Wester hotline here on wgr so granado comes in he's now the full-time head coach of the team he had matt ellison dan girardi as part of his uh coaching staff on an interim basis when he took over 
are you what are you hearing about the possibility of those gentlemen being back in their same roles as the season starts later on in October? Do you think that both of them will be back? Do you think one of them will be back? Or who are some maybe some interesting names that could intrigue the Sabres in terms of assistance on on Don Granado's staff? Well, somebody had told me they thought that Ellis would be staying, but I don't know if that's true. Um, you know, I got a lot of time for Matt Ellis, so I think he'd be perfect. You know, one of the things that normally happens in these kinds of decisions, Brayton, is that the, the head coach gets to pick one assistant and the team gets to pick one assistant. Now, I'm not sure if Buffalo will be following that same formula, but I know that a few teams in the league where it kind of works that way. So I'm sure they're working through it, and I'm sure that was part of the discussions. You know, I don't have any means for you at this point in time, to be honest. I, I haven't looked at it a ton. The one name I had heard was Ellis's, but I'd be lying to you if I said with any certainty I had some good ideas for you on this one. Fair enough. All right. Uh, one of the other main interesting talking points, I know that Andrew and Craig on the Instigators have asked you plenty about this, and I'm sure you'll get asked yes. plenty more about this later on, is the latest on the Jack Eichel front. How close are we potentially from for a decision to come, whether it's regarding his uh, treatment plan for his herniated disc in his neck? There was the report, uh, I believe, the other day regarding uh, there's close to a resolution on that front. Is that resolution a trade, or is it more of determining whether surgery or more waiting it out? What, what's, what's the latest that you're hearing on Jack Eichel's front? Well, I still believe, like, I still believe that um, the resolution will end in a trade. I, I mean, I could always be wrong, but I still think that that's the way it's going to be. Um, I know that statement came out uh, this week, um, but I, I know when I, when I looked into it about a week and a half, two weeks ago, I kind of got a similar version of the same comment. So what I think has really happened here, Brayden, is that the, the, both Eichel and the Sabres are trying to tone down the the – the, the heat around it and the information. And, you know, obviously there'd been a lot that had gotten out on Eichel. There was a lot about how they disagreed on things. And there was a lot about, you know, him getting traded and things like that. And I think both agent player and team realized it wasn't helping anyone for this to be so front and center in public. So I think they really worked on dialing down the rhetoric and they have done that. Um, you know, there's not a lot of talk out there about it. I just think that the, the, there's two issues I think that we're dealing with here. Number one is, you know, the longer this goes before Eichel gets whatever he needs to get done, th- you know, the, the more it's a concern that he'll be ready for the start of next year. And I, I think that's why people are trying to speed to a resolution because it doesn't really benefit anyone if, you know, his, if his situation is in jeopardy. Um, for starting next year. Like, that doesn't help the Sabres to trade him or keep him, and that doesn't help the acquiring team. It's, it's a problem. I think the other thing, too, is I just believe the Sabres have asked for a ton. Um, you know, they're, you know when, when teams ask about Eichel, um, you know, the, the word has been that Buffalo's asking for an awful lot. At this point in time, you know, teams are not willing to do that. And I don't think that's changed a ton. You know, it's one of those things that can change with one phone call. But I think some teams have told the Sabres, you know, we don't think what you're asking for is something we're willing to do. And I think there's been a few cases of that. And that's the poker game, right? That's, that's what this is all about, is, is playing poker and who's got the good hand and who's bluffing. And I think all these teams are doing it right now. I think, 
you know, I, I still think Anaheim's around there. Um, you know, I think Calgary's been around there. Um, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I think, I think obviously the Rangers. I mean, the Rangers to me are the most interesting one. I still don't think Buffalo wants to send them there, but you know, they can certainly do it. And I'm sure there's teams out there that I'm not mentioning or haven't figured out yet. But um, I have all I have always believed. I think I've said it on these shows many times. I look at Anaheim and and I see a team that really has reason to do it. And but I think the ask has been really really high. And to their to this point, last time I checked earlier in the week, Anaheim was not willing to do what Buffalo wanted. And you know. Now we're at the poker table and we see where it works out. Do you think there's any specific timeline that maybe a a, dra- a trade for Eichel has to be done? And maybe not has to be done, but would like to be done by the Sabres? Because you got the expansion draft coming up, then you got the draft, and maybe the idea of acquiring another high pick that seems like it's a favorable idea for the Sabres. But do you think that a trade is coming sooner rather than later, or are they willing to kind of wait this whole thing out until the right deal comes along? for them to pull the trigger? Well, I think you're always looking at the right deal, but, you know, the challenge with this one is whatever teams feel the recovery has to be for his injury, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I do think if you're, if you've got a situation where, um, if you've got a situation where, you know, a team's trying to acquire him and all of a sudden they're being told, no, like he's not going to be ready to play, next season, uh, I think that's going to be a problem. So I, I do think, I really do think that they want to do it sooner rather than later. And I think the other teams would like to do it sooner rather than later, but it takes two to tango. Right. Uh, so not just with Eichel, but I mean, with guys like Rasmus Ristolainen or even Sam Reinhardt, are there any other teams that have stepped up to the table calling Kevin Adams, you know, asking them or anything new that's developed on those fronts there? Um, I, I, like, I think Anaheim is a possibility for either Reinhardt or Eichel, um, you know, for example. I, you know, we've talked a lot about Columbus, and, and I do think they're around on this. Like, I, I think there's, there's definite interest, interest in these guys. Um, I don't know if there's any new teams or new situations right now, but I, I know there's a lot of interest in these guys. Ristolainen's not a name I've heard as much, um, but uh, again, I think you know defensemen teams want them, and you know with these two teams in the Stanley Cup final. I mean, Tampa is playing six unbelievable defensemen, and Montreal's you know top four guys have kind of carried them here in a lot of ways. Like teams want D, and um, I, I look. I don't hear his name as much. But I know the position he plays is is very valuable. What do you think about the the situation for the Sabers going forward with goaltending? Because there's so many questions regarding that spot. They only have one goaltender under contract, really heading into next year, and that's Ukopakalukinen, and he's likely going to start out next year in the American Hockey League. Uh, and they also have Dustin Tokarski, but again, he's an AHL type of goaltender who who performed admirably with the Sabers when he had to fill in when he did. But with Lena Allmark likely testing the market here, do they have they maybe looked out to other teams, potentially Columbus, for like an Elvis Merzlikens in order to kind of fill that I void? Definitely think Columbus and uh, uh, Buffalo, for lack of a better term, 
have been kind of flirting for a while now. And, uh, like, I think one of the questions about Columbus is which way are they going to go here? Hmm. Are they going to go rebuild or are they going to go retool? Do they, do they tear it right down or do they say, no, we want some guys who can help us right away? I, I think that's going to be the interesting question there. Um, but, you know, they, they have definitely looked at Columbus's goalies. They have absolutely been checking that out. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're, you know, talking Freddie Anderson, who's uh, unrestricted uh, for, with Toronto. That's another guy that wouldn't surprise me if they'd be looking at. Um, you know, there's, there's a few goalies out there, and, there's, and I, I do think you're going to be looking at, and I'm not sure if it's trade for you guys or free agency, um, because you're probably going to want a short-term marriage as you mentioned, you've got a good prospect there, and you're not going to want to block his way. I know the Sabres have really high hopes for him. Very good. Last thing I have for you, Elliot, here. We're now officially two weeks away from teams having to submit their protection list for the NHL draft. How are teams, maybe even the Sabres, trying to approach this year's expansion draft compared to maybe last year or the years in the past with, with Vegas? I know that you know Vegas really came away looking like the better team with many of these teams and deals that they made and players they acquired from other teams in the expansion draft. How are things a little different this time around with Seattle? Well, I think that the people are trying to be more wary. I, 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 I definitely think all these teams are like looking at the mistakes that were made and saying, we're not doing that again. However, um, one of the things that I've one of the things that I've heard is that, and, and I think one of the things I've heard is that they're asking for a lot to protect you. Like if you need to make a deal, a side deal with them, it's going to be expensive. But the one thing that's absolutely happened is that the cap being flat has really trapped these teams. And they're probably leaning towards more with Seattle than they wanted to or hoped to. And that's kind of one of the problems here is that the cap has said, all right, you've got to deal with these guys a little bit. And um, I just heard, like, one one GM joke with me. It's like extortion. And I'm sure it's not really that bad, but it does feel like it. You, you, you use your leverage when you have it. Very good. Well, Elliot, I, I definitely appreciate the time for you taking, you know, out of your busy schedule to join me here uh, from Montreal. Enjoy the rest of the Stanley Cup final, however long it may last. But um, we'll hear from you again when you speak with the instigators next. All right, Braden. Take care, man. Yep. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend. Elliot Freeman from Sportsnet joining us here on the Wester Hotline. Some good insight on the Sabres. In case you missed it, you can find it on demand at WGR550.com. Corey will have that up momentarily. Or you can use the Radio Rewind function on our website or also on the Odyssey app as well. We'll step aside, take a timeout. When we come back, we'll get you some final Mock trade ideas for Jack Eichel before we bring in Pat Melicaro to talk some baseball and talk some hockey. And then we'll uh, get you Will Scouch from the Scouching Report. He ch- he chatted with me yesterday while I was filling in for the instigators. And we'll replay that for you because he had a lot of good things to talk about with Owen Power, Matthew Beneers, William Eklund, and a, and a bunch of other stuff with the draft coming up at 1.30. Brayton Wilson filling in for Nate Geary on Sports Talk Saturday today. You're listening to WGR.
Am I supposed to be drinking cranberry juice while riding around on a skateboard when I hear this? Only positive vibes, baby. I'll take it. Brain Wilson filling in for Nate Geary on Sports Talk Saturday today. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. My thanks goes out to Elliot Friedman, sports and a hockey insider, who joined me last segment. Some good stuff on the latest on what's going on with the Sabres, in case you missed it. Find it on demand at WGR550.com. You can also use the Radio Rewind function and listen back up to 24 hours using the Radio Rewind function. Feel free to do so and uh, and catch up on what Freeman had to say. He he had a few newer updates with the Sabres. Nothing super out of ordinary or super surprising. Probably the biggest thing that he had to say was that he still believes that the final resolution with the Jack Eichel situation is that it will end in a trade. And that's kind of where we're going to continue on here. we got a few more minutes before we hit the break and talk to Pat Malacaro. Let's get in a few more mock Jack Eichel trade ideas. Some interesting ones already have been brought up during the first segment. We'll get in a few more here before we wrap up this segment. Uh, Texter writes in, uh, this is from John and Clarence, Eichel and Oposo to the New York Rangers for Alexi Lafreniere, Capocaco, and a goalie. Uh, I'm guessing the only goalie that they'd be able to acquire is Alex Georgiev, which... Not a terrible idea. I don't know if he's necessarily a starting caliber goaltender. And um, I don't think the Rangers are going to take on a Kyle Oposo contract and give away Lafreniere and Capocacco. It's just it's just not happening. But Eichel to the Rangers, I think it could happen. That's just my personal thing. I would rather not have him be traded to the Rangers. But again, if that's the best return you're going to get for an Eichel trade... You make the deal. You you have to get the best return for any Eichel deal that you have. You know what can't happen? Eichel to FC Bayern. That can't happen. Okay. But, like, Eichel to the Rangers? Yeah, sure. Why? They play in the same league. I wonder show. how good Eichel is at soccer. Absolutely could happen. All right. Not very good right now because his neck is yeah, shot. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Uh, let's see here. Kevin tweets in Jack Eichel to the Blackhawks in exchange for Kirby Doc. Pia Suter, 2021 first rounder and a conditional 2022 Second rounder, which could be a first if Jack plays 60 games. Second if he doesn't. If uh, Chicago needs to dump a a contract, I want a prospect back too. Um, I mean, certainly it could be an interesting idea. However, the Blackhawks are likely to get Jonathan Taves back. And I don't know if they can handle adding another $10 million plus contract on their books. It would just be a little complicated, especially if you're only giving up Kirby Doc and Pia Suter. Uh, The Sabres might have to take back another bigger contract to make something like that happen. Uh, Jake tweets in Eichel, Thompson, Risto in a fourth for Ducks first, which is the third overall pick, Zegers, Drysdale, and Max Jones. Anaheim's just not giving up that much for Eichel, Thompson, Ristolainen, and a fourth. I don't know why people are throwing in random draft picks as well, like a fourth. I understand like a conditional second, which could be a first. Like throwing in a fourth, like, okay. Again, everything below pick number 10 doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, let's see here. An account 716 Sports tweets in Eichel and Matthias Samuelson to the Golden Knights for Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, Mark Andre Fleury, 50% retain, a 2021 and a 2022 first rounder. I mean, Tuck and Krebs are probably the two pieces that I'd want back in a trade with the Vegas Golden Knights if Vegas is actually interested in Jack Eichel. Um,. Then other than that, if the Sabres get back Marc-Andre Fleury, okay, I'm fine with it. Marc-Andre Fleury is serviceable. He just won the Vasna Trophy as the best goaltender in the NHL, which maybe I disagree with a little bit. I thought Vasilevsky was better this season than him, but, I mean, that's okay. I still like Marc-Andre Fleury. 
Uh, and the last one we have here before we wrap up this segment, Corey tweets in. Not you, Corey. Another nope, Corey. I'm right here. I can just hit the Spell, button. Spelled the same way, just a different Corey. Uh, Buffalo gets Zegers, Ricard, Raquel, 2020 first rounder, and a conditional 2020 sec- 2022 second rounder, which become a first for Eichel. Um, yeah, I mean, I I just don't think that's happening because I bet Anaheim would see that as being too much. Um, but hey, you know what? You never know. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for tweeting in these uh, these crazy or legitimate or whatever trade mock trade ideas. It's it's always fun to kind of look at these and. Sometimes you get a good chuckle, like the one where the guy gets, you know, a night with Jennifer Lawrence out on the town, and then, you know, you're trading back a lifetime supply of chicken wings to the Kings. So always a fun time. Maybe we'll do that some other time. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to wrap up this segment. We'll get Pat Malacaro on to talk about the Blue Jays and the Sabres, get his thoughts on how Toronto's been doing in Buffalo during this long homestand that they've had, and also uh, just his thoughts on the Sabres overall and whether or not they made the right choice with Don Granado. So we'll get Pat's thoughts. And then, of course, again at 1.30, we'll hear from Will Scouch, who I talked with yesterday. Plenty of good talk on the NHL draft and more. And you'll hear that once again coming up at the bottom of next hour. Brayton Wilson with one more hour to go here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR.